When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The unthinkable seems to be closer and closer to reality right now. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Zion, Canty, good morning. No, don't associate me with Zion Williamson. I actually work hard at my job. <laughs> Mr. Sports character ain't exactly lighting himself up. Okay, well there right we go. Now. There you go. And he has got himself on the trade block discussion. Let us begin right there. Here we go. go, go. Only one place to start. The Pelicans, if they want to move way up in the draft, you're looking at potentially making Zion Williamson available. There's going to be a GM that says, you know what, we can fix them. We would love to have them. If I can turn this into someone else's problem, I do it. I'm only doing it if I'm going to get better. Look, Zion Williamson is a great, great talent. We haven't seen nearly enough of it over the last few years. And you do have to begin to ask the question about whether or not he's ever fully going to realize, it's not even potential, realize the actual court time to show what his capabilities are on a consistent level. Chris, think back to not too long ago and a player who missed his first two seasons in Joel Embiid. Yeah. Then he played 31 games his third year in the league. Has this at all begun to show any sort of resemblance to that situation simply from being worried about getting rid of an incredible talent entirely too soon? Well, a couple of things there. First of all, when it comes to the two situations, here's where I think they're vastly different. Joel Embiid never had a weight clause put in his contract extensions. We never had to worry about Joel Embiid trying to be in shape, making sure that he was at his best. We never had to worry about that. Were there some lower body injuries that he was working himself past? Absolutely. He came into the league with some of those injuries. And so the Sixers knew that this was going to be a long-term process, but they had a plan in place in order to gradually increase the workload and make sure that Joel Embiid could have sustained success and be on the court and be available. So there's the first part about it. The second issue that I have with Zion Williamson as opposed to Joel Embiid, you don't get any negative headlines with JoJo. None. You don't have any negative issues. You don't have any off-the-court distractions. You don't have any of those things pop up. What's happened in the last several weeks with Zion Williamson, even though it's a personal matter, it's not exactly what you're looking for for a guy that's missed 200 games in his first four years. So if you're not playing, if you're not available for your team, it's best not to be seen from or heard from. And that goes for, you know, anything in the community and certainly things on social media and in the tabloids. And that's not the case with Zion. So when we start to talk about whether or not you should consider the two situations as being similar, I will say this, the 76ers at no point in Joel Embiid's first four years, ever entertained potentially trading him. No. The fact that David Griffin 
an experienced general manager who's built championship-level teams is actually having those conversations internally says all we need to know about how they feel about Zion's sports character and what his career arc potentially will go uh, is going to be. Well, here's where Jay Williams comes down on this because it is an interesting dichotomy between the two. Here's Jay this morning on KJM. I truly believe that David Griffin has to do what they did with Joel Embiid. You have to sit it out and wait. You have to keep him. The reality is that Zion has played 114 games in four seasons. Not good. Understood. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson have played a total of 10 games together. Let's not forget where this team was last season. They were number two in the West. They were number two in the West. They were number one at one time when they all played together. Now, I know health is something that scares people with Zion, but he is a generational talent. I love Scoot Henderson. He is one of my favorite prospects in the draft. I don't think Scoot Henderson's high side is anywhere close to what Zion Williamson's ceiling is. Yeah, but so it, I think with Zion, with CJ, and with Brandon Ingram, I don't know how you don't run that back. I mean, that, that's the thing. Zion has a ton of potential. And we've all acknowledged that. But potential just means you haven't done it yet. Potential gets people fired. And, yes, Scoot Henderson might not be close to what Zion is when both of them are at their ceilings. But guess what? Scoot Henderson, more likely than not, is going to be available a hell of a lot more than Zion Williamson. And when you're trying to put together a team that can compete, you need bodies that can actually be on the court and have a chance to gel and develop chemistry in order to win at the highest levels of the sport. Didn't we see that with the Denver Nuggets, yeah. how important chemistry and continuity is? It's hard to develop that when the best player on the team is never on the court. Chris, look at the injury this past year. It's a hamstring. He missed half a season. There's a clear issue with Zion Williamson. He's not in shape. He's, he hasn't been in shape in his career. Let's just call it what it is. When they've got he to put a weight been. clause in your contract and they're asking you to be under 295 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fair to assume he hasn't been in shape. Keep in mind now, Nikola Jokic, the most unstoppable force in the NBA, seven feet tall, 285 pounds. 285 pounds. They got a clause in Zion's contract to keep him under 295. Zion is a whole half a foot shorter than Nikola Jokic, and he has trouble staying under 295. Look, it, it, I'd argue that, and, and ironically, this is me saying it, I'd argue it that it's a weight clause is even worse than, you know, a homework clause when it comes to Kyler Murray. Well, it is. It, about it. But it but, is. It, it is. You know why it is? Because it says that you don't take your craft seriously. It's an indictment on your professionalism. Well, and, How and, can we develop a championship culture where we have sustained success when our best player, a guy that we just gave a $193 million contract extension to, doesn't think enough of his job to be in shape? Well, this is the problem. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. If, if this is going to be the case, people want to keep pointing to the fact he's only 23. He's only 23. He's been in the league four years. You should have learned the lesson by now that being in shape in the NBA is important, that it is a huge part of staying healthy. Now, having said all of this, Chris, you do not trade Zion Williamson to trade him. But if you can get in the top three in this draft, you do it. Because you do have other pieces already in place in Brandon Ingram, in C.J. McCollum, or P.J., as I know him, and... You do 
have an opportunity if you are the Pelicans with either Henderson, who I'm not going to pretend to know exceptionally well, but I'll take Jay Williams' uh, word on it Jay Williams loves him, yeah. I've seen Brandon Miller play more than enough. I've done a few of his games. Chris, Brandon Miller's going to be a star in the league. The other stuff aside, if we're, if they're all comfortable moving on from all of everything that happened, uh, Brandon Miller is going to be a star in this league. And if that's the case, the Pelicans are going to be better off moving on from Zion Williamson because they will be getting better if they make that trade. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. When, when you start talking about the sheer talent of Zion, if he were in this draft, he's looking eye-to-eye with Victor Webinyama. That's how talented of a player Zion Williamson is. Like, he was an all-star in his second year in the league. But, but he, he, You're talking about a guy that was averaging, what, 24, 25 points a game? You know in, what's his, a, in his second year in the league? I, I know, but what's a bothersome sight for me this year? The very end of the season, in the in the play-in. I'm sorry, 27 points yeah, a game. 27 a game. In the one full season that but, he played in. Chris, think about, you know, he's out there doing windmill dunks in warm-ups and not playing when it matters the most for his team. What are we doing here? How much of it is I can't go or how much of it is I'm not going to go? Because it felt a lot more like the latter. Sports character is a major issue when it comes to this player. And... It's not be stupid and just move on from him to move on from him because you can never deny the talent. While but, you listen to guys like Wendy and they say that the trade value may not be as high as you would want it to be, if it's in the second or third pick, that's good enough for me right now. Yeah, but I don't know that it will be that high. That's, that's the problem. There, there, I can't problem. operate in fear, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I don't know that there are other teams that are willing to pay that price just because he's missed so many games. Mm-hmm. And the best indicator for future performance or future availability is past performance or past availability. And he's not available nearly enough to warrant that kind of draft capital. Like, you, you have to have some assurances that there is there's a commitment on his part and there's a plan to keep him healthy moving forward. And I don't know how any organization, any front office can feel confident in that. Now, that being said, there are going to be some teams where the reward is worth the risk, yeah. where they, they have nothing else to lose. They might as well take a swing because even though they get high lottery picks, they can't seem to be able to develop their own talent. I wonder if one of those teams that should take that swing is the Portland Trailblazers from the standpoint of, you could certainly convince, I think, a little bit easier, Dame Lillard, that it's a better place to be if you're going to bring in the talent of Zion at the position he plays versus another guard, which is something that they have loads of. If you are truly trying to convince him to stay. Yeah, Portland don't need no more guards, man. They got Jeremy Grant. They yeah. got Anthony Simon. They got Shaden Sharp. They got Dame Lillard. They don't need any more guards. They need front court players. And Zion certainly would fit that bill and satisfy a need that they would have. But if you're Dame Lillard, seeing seeing the pattern with Zion and the career trajectory, do you want to stake the rest of your prime and the twilight of your career on this dude staying healthy? Is that really where you want to go? Mm. Is it, it, I guess my question would be, even if Chauncey Billups in the front office from the Trailblazers would be willing to do that deal – is it enough to convince Dame that this is a place where he can have high-level success at? We will get into the other teams that 
frankly, should take the risk on Zion if they can convince New Orleans to make a deal in a bit. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you right now, and the question is simply this. Should New Orleans trade Zion if the deal's right? Is it time for them to move on if the deal is right? It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All of that is on the way, as well as some NFL in just moments, as one of our insiders will join us to tell us why Saquon Barkley and the Giants have a month to save the star running back's career. It's all on the way. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. You guys are going to have DeAndre Hopkins in tomorrow. Is that accurate? I don't know about that. I think DeAndre is a great player. I mean, um, obviously, we'd love to have him. There's a lot of mutual admiration. Think about what DeAndre Hopkins would look like. I mean, he would just slide right in there and be their top guy. So will he be a Patriot by the end of the day? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. We welcome in Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. So let's start with DeAndre Hopkins, who, as we just heard, is in New England today, despite Bill Belichick not wanting to confirm that. Uh, So is there any sense here... 
Jeremy, that he could be a Patriot by the end of the day, or are there more teams still to see for Hopkins? Well, I can confirm that Hopkins is in New England with the team. Uh, <laughs> so they are optimistic to a point because you know, their interest is high. They made that clear with Hopkins folks from the beginning. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they can come to a sweet spot on a contract that would be satisfactory for Hopkins, who I'm told is willing to wait. You know, I would say training camp is more of a harder deadline for him, maybe even a little bit after that. So I, I wouldn't say there's like a sense that something's getting done at the moment, but I expect New England to try while he's there. I don't know if they're going to padlock the doors and make sure he doesn't leave or not, um, but certainly they're, they're going to give it their best effort. Jeremy, from one AFC East team with receiver issues to another one, the Buffalo Bills started out minicamp with a lot of questions, and there was a lot of reaction to Sean McDermott's comments from the press conference 48 hours ago, but his tone shifted a little bit yesterday when talking about the relationship between him, the organization, and Stephon Diggs. What caused the shift that we saw yesterday in McDermott? Even though I don't know the exact timeline of when Buffalo had their meetings with either Diggs or with their front office or their team, I do know that Tuesday, from what I was told, it was described as tense. And there were some meetings to just try to sort all this out. So it's very possible that Sean McDermott was going straight from these meetings to the podium, which uh, means emotions might have been running high, and he probably was very concerned at the time. Uh, but I was also told that Wednesday, when, when Diggs returned, uh, uh, things were back to normal. You know, normal was the word that was used to me that it really wasn't talked about. He showed up. They all practiced. Uh, he and Josh Allen did their you know, fancy handshake, and then they were done. Everybody packed up and went home for the summer. So they feel like they're in a better spot. And, you know, Diggs is a enigmatic guy. When you talk to front office people around the league, you know, they describe him as somebody who's happy until he's not. You know, that was kind of the case in Minnesota. So uh, this is something that you know, the Bills know and, and have tried to manage. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. Okay, but let's tie these two together for a second. And I'm not going to try to climb into Diggs's head. But I'm sure yeah. there's part of him that looks at DeAndre Hopkins right now, who's regarded a couple of years ago as potentially the best receiver in the league, and he's having difficulty getting this level of money. And you also have a quarterback who turned the football over a ton last year. So as you look at this, it doesn't feel like it's about a new contract, but where do you feel right. like the Diggs frustrations could be coming from here? Well, getting a straight answer on that has been tough. I've asked a lot of people, but there was a feeling that, like, I was told Diggs left the season in a different spot. Like, there was just sort of some palpable uh, offness, you know, some tension, I guess you could call it, and that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs needed to have a conversation. That's kind of how it was described to me. And I think they did that this week. It sounds like that did happen. So something was a miss leading out of the year, and you saw the frustrations on the field in that playoff game against Cincinnati. Um, so – then again, Josh Allen says it's not on-field related. So it could be something personal here that we all don't know. Um, but I, I think what was going on late in the season on the field was an issue, seemed to be, uh, for the player. And I think some people in Buffalo would probably agree with him that maybe he should have gotten the ball more. So it's there's a lot that, uh, that, that probably needs to be sorted out still. But, you know, Buffalo does believe by the time of the season that everybody's going to be full go and Diggs is going to be his normal self. Talking to ESPN NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler on Greeny. And Jeremy, earlier today on Get Up, you mentioned that running back Dalvin Cook has significant interest out there in the marketplace. Do you know if he has any meetings scheduled with team in the foreseeable future? Uh, not yet. Uh, I've been checking on that this week. I was told he's really not in a rush. In fact, he could wait 
until the franchise tag running backs get sorted out. You got three guys, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs. Their baseline is $10.1 million on the franchise tag. Could get more on long-term deals if they can work it out. So Cook would have three more comps by July 17th if he's willing to wait, and that probably helps his cause in some ways. So that might be something that could happen. That's, that's my sense. Um, there have been a lot of teams that have been calling, but I don't get the sense he's in a rush to make visits right now. You know, we know he's been linked to Miami. Denver, I believe, has been looking around for, for veteran running back help just because Javante Williams is coming back off the ACL. So certainly some teams that could be in the mix. And, you know, this is a guy who's only 27 years old, and now he's off shoulder surgery, which he believes will help him play better, finish through contact because he's been dealing with that torn labrum for really the last couple of years. Jeremy, last one on, on the running back part of it, at least for me. This is – Saquon Barkley and how he fits into this whole thing. Yeah. We know about the July 17th deadline, so give me the idea here. Give me the chances that this actually extends further and that Saquon doesn't show up. Well, there's a real threat of that. Both sides know they have a month to sort this out. They're not close to a deal, but they're not panicking either. Um, my sense is ownership, Giants ownership, values Saquon greatly as a potential Giant for life. So they could always step in and say, okay, what's the difference here? What does he want? Let's make it happen or not happen. I think the issue is not necessarily what's going to be on paper with a new deal. The Giants can get that number up on paper, but for Saquon, he wants good structure, guarantees. You know, he doesn't want to have to earn a lot of his money in, say, per-game roster bonuses or incentives, you know. So the two franchise tags for Barkley in 2023 and 24 would be about $22 million. So it's probably a good starting point for what, he thinks the guaranteed money should be uh, at a baseline. So that, that to me, is a good uh, barometer and, and see if the Giants can either bridge that gap or get over it or around it. Jeremy, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks, guys. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. You had a smile on your face as the Saquon Barkley discussion came up and we've spent a lot of time about the idea of devaluing running backs as you're looking at that right now you've been inside the giant building you know that organization what are you thinking about with Barkley and his future here well I'm thinking that Saquon Barkley as a player trying to angle for a contract is willing to put all threats that he possibly can out there in order to leverage the kind of money he's looking for. But when the rubber hits the road, do you think he sticks Well, Well, sits he, out? He, no, I don't think he sits out. I mean, we saw that with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he did sit out, what was that, his age 26 season? Mm-hmm came back and got big money from the New York Jets and was out of the league three years later. If you're Saquon Barkley, is that what you want your career arc to be? Probably not. So I, I don't think you're in a position, based on the position that you play, to give up a year in your prime. Like, you just can't do that at the running back spot. Now, if you're the Giants and Joe Shane and Brian Dable, I get where they're coming from. It's not a devaluing of the running back position. It's organizations being acutely aware of running backs and the, the amount 
of injuries that they, they face because of the toll, the physical toll that they take on with the amount of touches that they get. That's it. This is about injury prevention. And if you're the general manager, a part of your job is making sure you protect the organization from any potential risks. And risk of injury is one of those things that you have to be concerned with, especially at that spot. So it's not that they don't value Saquon Barkley. It's just that the GM has to hedge the, you know, against Saquon Barkley being injured, which we've seen oftentimes in his career. He's been in the league five years. He's only got two full seasons under his belt. Uh, I, I just, if you look at the track record, you look at the type of injuries he's had, there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to put together a, se- a full season and play all 17 games next year. And so if you're the general manager, you have to give him a contract that has baked into it the, the hedge against the risk for injury. Well, That's what you have to do. Listen to these running backs right now talking about how this has all gone down. First of all, here's Jonathan Taylor about how the running back value has dropped. It's sad. It sucks because a lot of positions, a lot of positions do a lot for their team. But specifically speaking for the running back position, um, I can just speak firsthand. We do do a lot. So, you know, just seeing guys fight. You just hope that things work out for them. I mean, you see why guys, they, they request trades, they, they want, you know, they just want to feel valued by not only their coaches, their teammates, but the organization as well. And now Austin Eckler, who we know was unhappy earlier this offseason and wanted to poke around a little bit, demanded a trade, didn't happen. They got their situation worked out. Here was his quote. For me, I understand that I have one more obligation here, one more year that I'm obligated to be here. I wanted to go poke around and see if there was any other value. If not, right, come back, have my last year, like I said before, do what I can do here. In this sport in particular, it's got to be crushing to know that a position that you have worked your entire life at, in many cases, to become this great, has all of a sudden completely lost its value. Well, again, you keep saying it's completely lost its value, and it hasn't. We just saw two running backs go in the top half of the first round this past year. Yeah, but I'm talking about— It hasn't lost its value. It's just that general managers are aware of the physical toll that that players take on at that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Like, guys are bigger, faster, and stronger than, uh, you know, in this, in this modern day NFL in comparison to any other era. So, guys that are running the ball or that touch the ball 20 to 25 times a game, they're going to take on punishment unlike any other in the history of the game. So, so when you're, when you're factoring that in as a general manager, you know that it's going to be hard for this guy to stay healthy. For, for every single game across a, a, a 10, 12-year career. And so I think that's where you start to see general managers pull back in terms of the guaranteed dollars or the average annual value on a contract extension, understanding that the prime of a running back's career is going to be in the first five, six years they're in the NFL. So it's not a devaluing of the position. They understand the value of the running back. It's just that those general managers are concerned with the injury risk associated with the position. And I get that. And I, this is something I actually talked about during the draft where I would not have been concerned to take a running back that high because I do get the very best years from him. And I don't have to pay him the exorbitant amount of money until that second contract. And then I can make a decision as to how many miles I think he's got left. And here's what I'll say. I'm not opposed to paying a running back a top-of-the-market deal for the position. I'm not. It just depends on the circumstance. And the one circumstance where I think it makes sense 
is if your team is in position to compete for a championship. And that's where you have to do an assessment as an organization. Where are we at with our program development? Where are we at? At what stage are we at? If you're the New York Giants, do you feel like you're close to winning a championship? I know they're winning a divisional round. If you're Joe Shane, if you're Brian Dable, if you think that you're close, then by all means, go crazy. Give them a deal paying them $14 million a year and north of $25 million in guaranteed money. Go for it. Because at that point, it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, we'll pay him the money just from the sense of we want this guy happy as a team leader and as an outstanding player while we're trying to get over that hump where we're trying to break through and win a title. But if you don't think you're close to winning a championship, it does not make sense to pay a running back top-of-the-market money. It just doesn't. And that's, and that's the position that a lot of these guys find themselves in. If you're Jonathan Taylor, good luck to you, bud, because the Indianapolis Colts ain't close to winning a championship. If, if I'm not close as a GM, what's my incentive to pay you $14, 15000000 million a year at the running back spot? It's just not there. So I think that's a part of the math when it comes to whether or not these guys can get their money. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. A running I, back is a finishing piece. Yeah. It's not the cornerstone. It's a finishing piece. Like, if I'm getting a running back, he's the guy that I'm saying, okay, what is the last thing that we need to get our team over to? It's the run. Like, he's one of the last pieces that I'm going to put in place. I guess my last – I'm not building around a running back. By I, the time I'm built my team, the running back's prime is gone. Or The one problem, though, is – we talked about this yesterday on our show from 3 to 7 Eastern time – that – if I'm Barkley in particular, um, everybody seems to know the importance that Saquon Barkley has with Daniel Jones. And they gave Jones a contract uh, this past offseason that would represent a, a, a pretty good number, but at the same time, uh, you are seeing a, a number that is one that they can get out from under after next year. Mm-hmm. Am I, if I don't give Saquon a similar type deal, am I almost wasting the next two years? No, you're not wasting the next two years, and here's why. With Daniel Jones, you still have potential. Daniel Jones can still get better. There's still a ton of runway because he plays quarterback. With Saquon Barkley, you're almost out of runway. But don't I need him to get Jones better considering what my offense looks maybe, like? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. You, you just don't know. Like, we, we gave him this contract based on the potential. If it doesn't work out for whatever reason, if Saquon Barkley's not around, if he's not the same player, then you can cut bait with him after 2024 with relatively no impact or very little impact on your salary cap moving forward. But the worst thing that you can do is tie up a lot of resources in a player, especially at the running back position, and the guy not be available. Uh, I may have just failed us as a show. Mm. And I'm going to explain why in a minute, because I was given a choice within the last 10 minutes. Am I going to be a snitch and call somebody out on something? Not even a snitch. Am I going to be a bad guy and call somebody out on something? Or am I going to let it go? Because there was a snitch who reached out to me, Canty, in the middle of that segment and wanted me to absolutely bury our last guest. We'll get into that in just moments. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Up next, the Knicks, they might regret missing out on Donovan Mitchell, which is why... 
they need to roll the dice. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. If you're Bradley Beal, you don't want to walk into a roster that probably would look like the current team you're on right now. I believe Miami is going to add a huge piece. Could it be Bradley Beal? Then I think they become on the short list of favorites to win the championship. If Bradley Beal gets traded between now and next Thursday, I think people are going to be very surprised at the price Mm. and how potentially low it's going to be. Uh, I have a bit of a quandary. It's Cantia Carlin. Infograni, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And that quandary is as follows. During the last segment, as we had Jeremy Fowler on the show, mm. uh, and we'll get to Bradley Beal and his role here in a minute, I got a text from, well, let's just say it, Nuno, the former producer of the show. Let's just, <laughs> let's just give it up. We may as well put yeah. our cards on the table, right, Cam? Yeah, okay. were you thinking about not saying I, I was who it was? about not giving up Nuno for No, us. especially when it's Nuno. you got to give him up. Well, now we, we just He have. is the snitch of all snitches. We, we just have. Nuno sent me a picture of Jeremy Fowler in the hall at ESPN up in Bristol mm-hmm. doing his hit with us on the phone as he's walking down the hall. Okay. And so Nuno's like, the exact quote was, Fowler doing the hit while walking down the hall. Call him out. So he should have jumped on the Comrex or in the studio. To we have a great studio right here that he did a hit from three weeks ago. I didn't even know he was in the building. Yeah. So, yeah. But I chose not to do that to Jeremy Yeah. in that moment, in part because, like, we're still, I, personally, I'm still getting to know Jeremy. I like Jeremy a lot. Yeah. I know that if I did that to Jeff Darlington, like, he would absolutely, and Jeremy, I think, would handle it well. But, like, I know Jeff Darlington would be just completely well, let, comfortable let's with call this what this, Let's call this what, the, what this is. You're, okay. you're afraid of Jeremy Fowler. It's no, okay. I'm still you're, building you're, relationships You're terrified of Jeremy Fowler. You're walking I, on eggshells around Fowler. Is it the hair? 
That's what it is. Might be. You might mean, be scared is, of the hair. It's fabulous. He's intimidated by the hair. Yeah. I, and I have to say, like, Nuno sent this picture from behind, and, I, and he's down the hall. Yeah. Like, that hair from behind, he looks like Elvis. It looks amazing. What is Nuno doing, though? Like, I spy Jeremy Fowler exactly. while he's on the phone with, exactly. with Canty and Carlin? What we don't, doing? What you guys don't know is that after KJM wraps up, Nuno it becomes, you know, like a secret service agent, just <laughs> sneaking, <laughs> sneaking around the hallways, taking pictures of things, ratting people out. Like, that's his full-time job. KJM is a side gig. Are you, well, in this moment, Bubba, I, I'm curious to get your take on this, knowing all the parties involved and understanding that I, I like Jeremy a lot, but I... I I don't know exactly how. I don't want to. I don't want to call somebody out in that moment if I don't feel one hundred percent comfortable doing. Yeah, it. but there are some times where some things just don't make any sense, right? And yeah. you got to ask yourself and you got to pose the question to the audience, like, "What the hell are you doing? You are literally feet away from a studio where you could talk to us and have a clearer line. Why are you relying on cell reception?" at headquarters in Bristol, which is sketchy at best. Yeah, his connection wasn't great, actually, too. But that's that's my point. Like, cell service in that building ain't the best. We have a studio with a hard-line connection. Got five microphones right here. It's literally right there. Yeah, we were talking back here. We're like, what's wrong? What's all this background noise? What's the connection here? I I think Kenny nailed it. I think you're clearly scared of him. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bubs. Thank you. That's clearly what I think. I think it's not even actually calling him out. I think it's just asking a simple question. Jeremy. Where are you right now? And then, because you know, the expectation would have been like, oh, I'm out in the streets, I'm walking at a park, whatever. And then he would have been like, oh, I'm in the Bristol, Bristol hallway. What are you doing? Get over here. You know, you don't have to say, hey, I got a picture sent in from our uh, spy. You just have to say, Jeremy, where are you right now? A lot of. And then that's when you nail him. Next so. time, let's just have him call in from the control room. Yeah. <laughs> right? He sits in front of the you mic. might as well. Like, yeah. Sit in front of the microphone and call yeah. in. Yeah. Sit right here and call in. All right. Next time, I'll hammer him. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, like I said. I don't know if you want to phrase it that way, but okay. <laughs> I'll make sure like to I book said, him next week and we'll get him. Like I said, I was unsure and I was in a conundrum and I may have done wrong by our show. So clearly... I've done wrong by our show. I don't know where your head's at lately. But no, geez, I don't know. I mean, it's no, all I'm over just, the place. Listen, I'm not the only one that said, wait a minute, that didn't come out right. <laughs> that Carlin. did not come out right. And for Graney on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. God. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about <laughs> Bradley. make that a drop. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Are you kidding me? It's, it's already. It's already up on the screen, I'm sure, within I love seconds. It. I love it. There's no question we're going to hear that about six more times this show. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Alan Hahn, your guy Hahn, uh, talking about Bradley Beal this morning. He was on Get Up, of course, Alan from 98.7 ESPN New York. And uh, the idea that Bradley Beal, as we have heard from Wendy the last couple of days, could get moved, and it could be for a very small price because he has a no-trade clause and, in essence, can determine what he's going to get traded for. Here's Han on where that could be. There's a team in the East that could use this player, and actually they've been linked to him in the past. Brad, it's, it's the Knicks. You oh. put him next to Jalen Brunson, you've got a backcourt that's one of the best in the league as far as scoring goes, very unstoppable, and he is at a point in his career where he's trying to be about winning. So, And the Knicks have all the things that the Wizards would need, young players and draft picks. So that's a team to watch. The Sixers have also in the past been linked to Bradley Beal. In fact, Beal has suggested in the past that the Sixers would be an interesting place for him to play with Joel Embiid. So those are areas that I would look at, but I think Van Vliet's going to Philly. So 
I would imagine if he does become available, you would see the Knicks be very aggressive in trying to get him. See, but here's okay. The if that's no, okay, so let's 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 take Alan Hahn at his word in terms of how he laid it out. If you're Bradley Beal and you're going to control not only where you go, but the amount of compensation that the team trading for you is going to have to give up, the question becomes, who do you want to play for if it's down to the Sixers and the Knicks? Do you want to play with Van Vliet? Do you want to play with Joel Embiid and for Nick Nurse? Or do you want to play with Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and Tom Thibodeau? To me, that's an easy answer. Yeah, there's no, there's no comparison. That's an easy answer. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can clear, the Sixers can clear salary cap space if Bradley Beal says, I want to go there. And oh, by the way, you, Washington Wizards, are going to take on this Tobias Harris contract in the $40 million on an expiring. Yeah. You take that deal. If Bradley Beal has a choice between the two, there's no choice. There's well, he does have no a choice because he's the only player in the NBA that has a full no trade. Well, Chris, if, if the Knicks are going to be very aggressive in going after him, I'll believe it when I see it. Because the Knicks have been engaged on so many guys that every time I hear a, a, another guy's name come up, I, I just wait for them to not do it. That's really what it boils down to for me. Because the guy was there and they didn't do it. And now they better not be in a position where they end up doing it with the wrong guy. Well, we said this when these rumors started to surface early on in the postseason. Knicks fans that are looking for things to go sour in Philly so they can get Joel Embiid, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.